Welcome to Infoblox Threat Talk, where you'll find the latest thinking on how to tap the full potential of the cloud while making your network more reliable, secure, and automated. Today, I am very pleased to be speaking with Michael Katz of Infoblox. On today's podcast, we're going to look at today's threatscape. And if so many companies are already paying for network security, why are we still seeing so many security breaches? So in this podcast, we're going to drill down on what so many companies need to be doing in this hyper-connected world and what you need to do to take security to the next level. First of all, Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Peter. Thanks. Now, you really can't read the news without seeing another massive security breach happening with a pretty top-level company. I know you've seen basically everything that the security world has to offer. What are you seeing in the biggest concerns today with companies and security? Well, I speak to a lot of customers as a security specialist for Infoblox, and I think the top concern is knowing what they don't know, right? There's a... Nobody wants to be that next person in the newspaper. Nobody wants their company to be in the headlines. And they want to understand what could be changed in their current security approach. They're very, very concerned about hiring, training, and retaining subject matter experts. And it makes it very difficult to you know, have a strategic security framework when you're dealing with lots of change and lots of topical threats that take the attention of executive teams. Totally, and it just seems so high stakes, you know. So the companies where these breaches are happening, clearly they've invested in some sort of security tool. So what are they doing wrong, would you say? Well, I think you've made a good point. They've invested in tools and they've invested in lots of tools. And they've taken sort of a top-down approach to security, which is a risk becomes apparent in the news or reaches the, the CISO from the board somehow, and they rush out and get new tools. And oftentimes tools age, they change focus, and over time, right, they, they don't really address current risk. So I think what's lacking in, in, in many of our people I speak with, right, is a real strategy working from the ground up, right? How to take advantage of your foundational services and grow that into a full security strategy. So, you know, I think to sum it up, they're focused on tools. Tools end up not working out many times and they've missed the basics of the security strategy. Right, so would you almost say the threatscape is so fast moving that really tools just can't keep up? Well, there are some great tools out there problem is companies can't keep up with buying the tools. So there may be a tool that could actually help, you know, any situation, but acquiring that tool, negotiating contracts, having people run that tool and integrate it into the ecosystem is a major commitment. And there's just a limited amount of resources for companies to invest in tools. They, they really need strategies, not tools. Excellent. That makes a lot of sense. Now, so what should companies be doing today to provide security in today's hyper-threat environment that's just, you know, it is so high stakes? Well, you have to go back to basics, right? And so first thing means picking a framework to use as a basis. So whether you pick MITRE or you use a NIST cybersecurity framework, whatever you're going to use, you need to pick a framework because that's going to give you a good basis for a strategy. 
And once you have that, let's take NIST, you start from the ground up. So you need to identify your assets, then you need to figure out how you're going to protect them, and you need a strategy to detect problems. So you need a data management strategy, then you need mitigation and recovery strategies. But so many of our customers are focusing on detect and respond and recover and they're not focused on identifying their assets and identifying the risks that they're aiming to protect. It's not mandatory in NIST to protect every risk. You have three choices. You can ignore a risk if you don't think it's going to happen. You can transfer a risk to an insurance company if it's too expensive or some other reason you don't want to mitigate it. And then you can manage risks. And companies can only manage so many risks. So I think Definitely. you know you need to spend money on identifying your assets, deciding which risks you're going to mitigate, and then having a strategy that is very data-driven to detect when problems occur. Right, so managing risk. And I mean, you look at the world and everybody's got a million different devices, a million different apps. Is, would you say this is one of the most agile approaches to today's Threatscape environment? Well, I think when you go down to the foundation and you build your security from there, and you work on a data management strategy, and these really become the basis of your security strategy, agility is a lot easier. So for instance, Infoblox, we control the IP addressing and name services. Every device that you know you have to secure needs these critical services. So that makes them a very good place to begin security strategy. So once you have a basis, you have agility. If your strategy is top down, so I'm going to you know buy an excellent BlackBerry security tool. I remember when that was around, right? And that well, yeah, that you know, sure. didn't work out so great. You know, if you're going to buy an excellent iOS security tool, well, that that still doesn't work. But if you're going to design a strategy that will work independent of platforms, then you really have agility, and and that's the challenge that security professionals are facing today. Now, I've been reading a lot. Everybody's saying borderless security because of all these devices, all this connectivity we got going on. Why is borderless security so important today? Well, think about it. Five years ago, you know, very few applications ran in the cloud. Now everything runs in the cloud, you know, basic Office 365 and Google Apps to, you know, pretty much every other non-core piece of business, right? travel, expenses, mm -hmm. everything running in the cloud, that's accepted. The next concern is virtualization. So all areas of the networking stack have become virtualized, including the, the WAN, so software-defined WAN is creating huge amounts of concerns because the security tool set has to change. Virtualization of the data center, virtualization of applications, of processes, all this type of uh, virtualization is creating lots of new attack surfaces and risk vectors and finally things, right? So things can be, you know, stationary. They can be printers and thermostats and light switches and things. It's very common to have these now where it wasn't so much so five years ago. But the things that are the most challenging to manage are the things that salespeople and mobile workers carry in their pockets, right? 
there's many people like me that never come into the auspices of a security team, right? We're never in within the perimeter. We're never at an office. So with more mobility, yeah. more virtualization, and um, more SaaS, it, it's critical that you have a strategy across all those areas or you will really find yourself in a very difficult risk management situation. Yeah, so we're just looking at incredible complexity. So you, you'd think the simpler the better when you're dealing with so many things. Now, I think this is an extremely important topic. If you wanted the listeners to come away with one takeaway, what would that takeaway be, Michael? That you have the power to build a cyber architecture, to build all the basis of a cyber architecture, just from controlling foundational services from the main service and the IP addressing service. These two simple services are common across all of your environments. And my message is to use these basic foundational services, use the data, visibility, and control that they provide in your security architecture, and you will see tremendous gains in efficiency, agility, and cost control. Well, I imagine those are three keys that companies have been really focused on now. This is just excellent information, Michael. This is Peter Schoff speaking with Michael Katz of Infoblocks. Michael, excellent information. So great to speak with you today. Great speaking with you, Peter. Thank you. You've been listening to Infoblocks Threat Talk. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about maintaining a secure, always-on network that enables digital transformation, visit www.infoblocks.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.